this week's show, we're going to share with you some great places to relax while in the Universal Parks. And then we'll give you our impressions of Hogwarts Express. This is show 297 for the week of October 27th. You're listening to Universal's Door. Find us at theseamazingplaces.com. Listen every week for a new show and rate us on iTunes. Follow us at youtube.com slash theseamazingplaces, facebook.com slash theseamazingplaces, twitter.com slash amazingplaces, or contact us at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. Welcome back, everybody. On tonight's show, we have Adam, Cameron, and me, and we're going to uh, do a couple segments for you here. First segment will be to uh, speak to you about places to relax in the uh, Universal Studio Orlando Parks. The feature segment will be on the Hogwarts Express. So uh, anyway, we're just going to kick things off and uh, head on into the notes here. How are you guys doing? Great. Pretty good. Cameron's always got that like relaxed pause. It's we're gonna call it the California pause from this time. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> anyway, uh, okay, I had to say something stupid, you know, before we got things going. Uh, okay, so we're gonna just start off here, and uh, the first place that I stuck on here was the uh, Fountain of Fair Fortune in Diagon Alley. Uh, there are a lot of places, I think, honestly, to just to just relax and kind of hang out in Diagon Alley. Uh, one thing that makes it easier, and we've mentioned this before, is even on a hot day, it's cooler in Diagon Alley than anywhere else in the parks, unless you're inside of a building. Of course, it's air-conditioned. but uh, And you also won't be rained on if you go over in Carcat Market. So uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll just go through some of the specialty beverages and stuff that they sell in uh, Fountain of Fair. And, of course, they sell butterbeer. And everybody pretty much knows what that is at this point. They sell pumpkin juice, which is uh, something that Adam liked that I thought was cinnamony. Good stuff, yeah. They sell uh, something called Fishy Green Ale. Uh, Since you guys are probably, obviously, you're more of aficionados of Harry Potter, do you remember this from from the movies or from the books? Or is this something that was briefly talked about? I don't remember. Uh, just briefly in the books. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm going to read a little bit of the description of that. It says, This murky, pale green drink is certainly a head-turner. Don't be surprised when you get lots of inquisitive looks from fellow guests or when you're asked, what is that? By the way, too, uh, this stuff, these descriptions are going to come out of the OrlandoInformer.com uh, description of these things as they went through there. Um, as much as Cameron and I would have liked to have tried everything in the parks, it wasn't humanly possible, so... We'll rely on some of their stuff, too, along the way. Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. It does say, as you sip on your specially sized wide black straw, on its own, the intriguing combination of mint and cinnamon would be enough to make it an interesting drink. But then the component of pearl-sized bubbles bursting with blueberry flavor that rests at the bottom of the cup makes this one of the most unique beverages offered in either Wizarding World. So, interesting. I've heard some people talk about drinking this. Some people were really weirded out by the bubbles coming up through the straw and busting in their mouth. And other people said it was good. They didn't bother them either way. Uh, let's see here. The next one is the tongue-tying lemon squash. 
It says this iced lemonade style beverage is pretty a pretty simple drink choice. While its flavor profile and ingredients are not overly unique, there is something to be said about its simplicity. The added fresh squeezed lemon squashed right into the front in front of you when you order adds a nice fresh touch. It really just kind of reminds me of a what is it they call those things when you get you get them at the fair? The lemon freezer, lemon something. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about? You mean like the ice, the things that's like mostly ice? Yes, at the fair. Oh man, I forget. Slushy? Like yeah, it's icy. Some, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Lemon freeze. I think I've seen them called at the at the fairs. So that's what that one it reminds me a lot of. That. Uh, let's see here. The other one, otters, fizzy orange juice. Does anybody know who otter is? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, and honestly, a lot of these things were taken out of very minuscule parts in the books, and so it might be something that the guy who actually came up with these, uh, a lot of the merchandising for these uh, for the parks, read the books, all of the novels. I think they said like eight times, and would pick even the most small things out that seemed like they'd be interesting to sell. Okay, let's see here. Per so perhaps the surprise hit of Diagon Alley's beverages is, is the fuzzy orange juice. The fruity orange juice is elevated to a unique creation thanks to the delicate, fizzy carbonation. Hey, I've done this at home. Carbonated orange juice. Yet the element that really makes this drink an interesting choice is the cinnamon sugar on the rim. An orange slice is added as a finishing touch. While its flavors are a little heavier than, say, the lemon squash, it is still a refreshing drink. What? There's something about cinnamon and all this stuff. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Does any of this stuff sound advertising to you guys so far? Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Not really to me. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember even. I'm trying to. Yeah, we didn't see any of this, right? Yeah, uh, there's video on the video that I released. You'll see where I walked into the place. I walked in and didn't even know that I was in there. There was nobody. I didn't even realize where I was at. Let's put it that way. Oh, I just it was, it was in really early. Huh? It was early. Yeah, it was. It was uh, like seven o'clock in the morning. I think. Yeah. Okay, peach tree fizzing tea. Contrary to the aforementioned fizzy orange juice, the peach tree fizzing tea is fairly simple. If you love iced tea, there you go, Cameron, then you're sure to enjoy this beverage. Otherwise, it might be a slight disappointment. Lightly flavored peach iced tea is enhanced ever so slightly with light carbonation. Anyway, okay. And then gilly water, which you heard me go through uh, in one of the shows. Gilly water is just a bottle of water. It actually costs more because, of course, it's titled Gilly Water. I believe, too, that even for the $4, it is a smaller bottle of water than what you would get if you just got, let's say, like a Dasani somewhere in the parks for probably, huh. I think, two fifty. So you're paying for it. But you know what? It's such a unique item and everything. It's worth it. It's worth it just to pay for it. Do you get a souvenir with it or anything? The bottle itself says Gilly Water on it. Y yeah, just label. don't leave it on the Hogwarts Express. Yes, that's right. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cameron did that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he had an old man moment like me and forgot his bottle on the uh, on the train. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, but that usually that's sold too. You can buy it anywhere in the streets, the Gilly Water. But um, the best place I think to go and get it is go to the Eternal Elixir stand and get yourself an Elixir while you're at it. It's going to set you back, like I said, like eight eight twenty five. But, um. But, you know, I still think it's cool. It's worth it. And you know what, too? I haven't given this information, so let me go ahead and give this. The elixir, the potions, uh, the different styles or tastes of them, or the fire protection potion, uh, the babbling beverage, the draft of peace, 
the elixir to induce euphoria that's the one that i bought and that's it uh let's see here okay i don't want to go into too many more of these let's go back to back to notes okay next place that we're going to hit is someplace that uh cameron and i just discovered i discovered it this time and thought wow it's a really relaxing place to just go and hang out this is over in the wizarding world uh over in hogsmeade and it's the hogshead pub and so cameron what was it you got when we went in there um it was the hogshead brew like the okay. house house beer this is the place where i, I got to try the, it this and a, i wanted the cup there was a souvenir cup right. that came with it I had to always the cup yep yep <laughs> always he even got a cup in some place we're going to talk about here in a little while and that's florian fortescue's and i, I think i maybe have mentioned that but you can yep. get like the ice cream cup and of course cameron doesn't like anything sweet so he just bought the <sighs> cup anyway so uh so in there i got uh uh i got the cryogenically frozen um butter beer and it was a great place honestly yeah. when it's not really busy it was nice to just kind of sit in there you can hear the sounds of the street kind of behind you with people going by or you can go out onto the back patio which is right there on the little creek um that faces kind of if, if you look up to your right you'll see the bridge the heads across out of hogsmeade into um jurassic park and if you look the other direction it would take you back into Oh, what is that? Uh, Discovery? No, it's not Discovery Island. It is uh, Lost Continent. It'll take you back into there. But it's very relaxing from what I understand to just kind of hang out back in there and uh, just sit around and do nothing. The Okay, the different uh, things that you can buy at the uh, Hogshead is Butterbeer, Frozen Butterbeer, Hogshead Brew, Strongbow, Bass Pale Ale, uh, Guinness, Boddington's Pub, Ale, Newcastle Brown Ale, London Pride, Stella Artois, Bud Light, and Budweiser. So those are different Bud things Light. that you can buy. There were people handle. ordering Bud Light, too. I was like, why? Yeah, it doesn't make uh -huh. any sense to yeah that you would go there. And the thing that I did not know, and I think I've said this before, is that place is hooked right on to um, uh, Three Broomsticks. I almost said Bednoms and Broomsticks. So. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, Three Broomsticks. But uh, and you see some people kind of come wandering across, but... Not very many, or it was just really slow maybe when we were in there. So it's a great place, though. I would recommend that to anybody. Just go uh, if you just want to sit down and relax for a little while. All right. Do you guys have any comments on this? I just feel like... <laughs> well, I can, but I feel like it's off topic, so just oh, keep no, going. Oh, no, good. I, well, I like I, off topic, so... I just I guess I was just thinking, you know, why Bud Light? Why would they order that? And I'm thinking, well, why do you walk in and order a cheeseburger? And it's like, That's I don't true. know, pe people are either it's creatures of habit or they're afraid to try other things. And so, yeah. you know, we're we're all about it on this show. Like, you know, go check this out. It's unique. It's, you know, it's good. Yeah. It's, you know, whatever. And obviously people are going for Butterbeer because it's the name of the, you know, in the books and the movies and everything. But I don't know. It's just something that I think we need to encourage everybody to just kind of rethink as you go out. You're on vacation. Go check it out. Do something different. Don't necessarily stick to even if you don't think you'll like it. You know, share it with somebody or something. I don't know. Well, that's it's, what it's I think just too. as expensive for a Bud Light. I think it was like it was like same price almost. Yeah, I think it was like seven ninety nine. Yeah, for Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. And you, yeah, I don't, I don't understand it either. But 
Yep. Yeah, you're right. They're creatures of habit. Hey, Cameron, too, while we're on that topic, what do you think your favorite drink was on this entire trip? Drink? Drink, yeah. What What was your favorite thing to drink while we were on this entire trip? Oh, milk? Milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like my fuel. Everywhere we went, <laughs> uh, he would buy like a half gallon of milk and keep it in the room. No, they were like little, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would just for fuel purposes. Yeah. Cause man, that sun, and like if I just like, it was like Popeye in the spinach. You just get energy right after it. Yeah. <laughs> I was afraid he was going to turn into like a big butter cup or something after a while with all the milk and the heat. And anyway, I okay. think, yeah, whatever. I'm just thinking drinks, drinks definitely help you relax. So, you know, yeah, it's good. You're yeah, going everybody, through Right, and just everybody just when you go to Florida, just remember drink, you know, drink water, drink, you know, take breaks because it's it's hard. I gotta say, the couple of days we were there, all day and night, we were dead by the end of the day, totally dead. Sure, yeah, yeah. Even with water and uh, yeah, and it was uh, an average probably eighty-eight to ninety-one degrees every day that we were there, and uh, it was humid. There was anything, even at night, even when the temperature fell down to seventy. It was still humid, so everybody knows that, though, if they've been to Florida. If not, just you know, be prepared for that. Okay, next place we're going to move on to, Florian Forest, Fortescue's Ice Cream Parlor, and this is also in Diagon Alley. Uh, we do have video up there. Uh, you'll see it. Actually, it's out there right now in the Diagon Alley tour that we just put up. So I'm going to go through some of the things that they sell in there. Uh, while I was in there, I actually got the cup of two-scoop cup uh, let's see here, and I got chocolate raspberry and um, chocolate chili ice cream in it. And I think I said that even in the recording. Chocolate chili was better, which shocked me. So anyway, okay, so you can get a um, ice cream served in a cup, as I said, for $4.99. It's soft serve or hard-packed ice cream. The specialty flavors are all hard-packed except for the butterbeer. That's a soft serve. Uh, ice cream served in a waffle cone. That's $5.99. Ice cream served in a souvenir glass is ten ninety nine. Do you remember what they charged you for the glass by itself, Cameron? Well, they said no. What they had said because I didn't want the ice cream. They said, "Well, just put ice cream in it because it's the same price with or without it." it doesn't matter. Okay. So yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. That's why they put it with yours, so it was like. Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. I didn't even. Okay. Didn't know. Yeah, that's what had happened. Okay. It's like, why don't we just put it on the same tab? And I was like, yeah, it's fine. And then it's, it was like cheaper that way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. The next thing. Eaton Mess. Vanilla soft serve ice cream, strawberry topping meringue bits uh, with whipped ice with whipped cream served in a souvenir sundae glass. There's uh, two of them? Yeah. That's what it says huh. here. There's a, there's a second one. So it's a sundae, though. Yours was a sundae thing, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Toppings. And I was hoping that I would see something that would give me more of an idea of all of the different uh, ice cream flavors. Well, you know what? You're going to see them on the sign. So in the if you go to the, uh, go to the video, you'll see where Cameron very calmly filmed the sign. And so I know some of the most the favorites right now were the chocolate chili, the chocolate raspberry, and the chocolate peanut butter, I think. No, strawberry peanut butter. Uh, those right now are the, the top sellers that are in there. And in case somebody didn't hear it earlier, they used to give sample tastes of each one in little sample cups, but they no longer do that. 
And so don't don't go in and expect that. Hey, question for you while we're on this. Yeah. Um, do you remember the quality? Was it just generic ice cream? Like, I don't know. There's like, you can tell when it's cheap ice cream, but then when it's like thick ice cream, you can no, tell. No, it was very good. Okay. Yeah, it was really creamy. Yeah, it did not taste like uh, iced milk. Let's put it that way. Okay. No, it was so, really good. It was good ice cream. I mean, I know this is local to Ohio. No one else is going to know about it, but like Wits and Graders, is it like that kind of stuff? Yeah, it would have been more like, yeah, uh, Graders. Graders, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And people might Great. know Velvet Ice Cream. That's sold all over the country. Yeah. Uh, but that's right from here in Ohio, close to us. Okay. Okay. Uh, another place that I threw in here, another place kind of to, if you just want to relax, this doesn't have to do with getting something to drink or eat or anything like that. And that's climbing on the water taxis that will take you back to the on-site, on-property uh, deluxe hotels. Those are the Portofino, the Hard Rock, and the Royal Pacific, Cabana Bay, is not one of these uh, to get to Cabana and back. You either have to walk or you can take the bus. You can, however, though, take the boat over to one of the other three and then walk back to the Cabana from there if you just want to see them. Take a little tour maybe of the properties. Cameron and I swore we were going to do this, but there was just no energy left to do this each night. So It's funny because we talked big before the trip. but <laughs> Well, actually, though, you know what? Everything that we put on the I put on that list, we pulled off. And so we actually even did some additional things. So, um, so we actually we actually knocked off everything that we said we were going to do. So I'm proud of that fact. Anyway, yeah. so these boats, yeah, I think it's a few minute ride anyway that you can take. Of course, as with any boat, if it's busy in the park, it's going to be busy on the boat. So be prepared for that. Do you, uh, I was just say, do you remember where you get on and off? Is it isn't it on the Universal Studios Florida side? Yes, like that dock like outside by city walk yep that's where it's at yeah okay uh okay next place i threw in here hot dog hall of fame it's a new restaurant that is in uh, city walk uh all of the seating is outside so if it's hotter if it's raining this is not going to be maybe such a great time or really if you're sitting in direct sunlight it may not be so great but as the sun goes down or in the evening might be a good place you can just sit at a table they have big screens up with baseball games and stuff like that playing on the screens all the time so if that's kind of what you're into that can be a relaxing thing to just sit down have a bite to eat a cheaper bite to eat and uh and you can also eat hot dogs there from uh, many of your favorite ballparks the reason oh. why i don't give them specifically is because they're going to rotate those out all the time so last i heard i think there was a uh the hot dog from the Milwaukee ballpark. There was a hot dog from the Cincinnati Reds ballpark. And then I think San Francisco. Those were the three hot dogs at the time. So be prepared, though, that they'll switch those out. So it could be at some point, you know, you find a hot dog for the place that where you live or the ballpark that you're used to going to. Anyway, oh. we walked by it uh, and I saw it and thought, well, the place does look kind of relaxing. Uh, do you remember it, Cameron? Yeah, I remember it being kind of back out of the way and really snug in some little area. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was kind of like up a hill, it seemed like, didn't it? Yeah, you can't see it just walking down. You have to actually go towards Anahitos. I feel like you just can't see it. Yeah, you go in toward Anahitos and walk up that street, and it's clear up the street like on the end. You're right, though. It is. It's stuck back out of the way. It's an interesting location, actually. Well, that's why it's relaxing. Yeah, yeah exactly, because it is kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Okay, next one. Uh, this is something that Cameron and I did not get a chance to stop at, but we did walk past it. 
I think it was not open when we went by, and that's Lucy the Tribute. In case somebody doesn't know what that is, it's a, it's a tribute museum for um, Lucille Ball. And so in there they have, uh, of course, all kinds of things that she wore, things that she did and stuff while she was on TV. So it's basically what it says, and that's a tribute to her. So you can walk through there, get out of the sun, get into the air conditioning. Of course, it's never going to be crowded in here because most people never take the time to go into it. Uh, probably at some point they'll close it and they'll put something else in this location. But for now, that, it's a nice, relaxing place to go to. That's been there for a while. It was there. They actually have characters that come out on the street, or they used to. And back in 2006, when I, I went with Jamie, my wife, we, we saw that. And I took a picture of it, actually, because my, my grandma, she loved that show. So anyway. Quiet now. I like that show. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like the one. Yeah. With no, we went, it, we went it last year, me and my wife. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was okay. fun. Okay, so was it nice? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because I love the show, too, actually. Uh, yeah. See, I like the yeah. one where she worked with Mr. Mooney in the bank, which was later. That was I, after. See, I haven't seen those. That's like yeah. blasphemy. I just there's this one episode where she's like doing chocolate in a chocolate factory and that one is just cracks me up because I don't know if you remember it but it's like the the chocolates are running down the conveyor belt yes she she basically can't let them get past her and she starts eating them yep and then she starts shoving them in her mouth and just hilarious that's a classic TV that's actually really good yeah Yeah. so good show anyway so yeah I would like to go in there I just we were just much too busy on this trip, and it seemed like when we came through a lot of places, even like Terminator and a lot of those that I wanted to get to get onto and try out, they were closed. Yeah. Um, really? They weren't closed. Well, they the were whole open day, later. We were done with everything by then. Yeah, we had already. And honestly, in case someone doesn't know that, you want to know a relaxing way to see the parks? Get in there at rope drop. Uh, as I said, most mornings, whenever. The parks opened at 7. You get early admittance when you're staying on property, which means we would get in at 8. And one of those, the three mornings that we were there, they opened at the gates at about a quarter till 7 in the morning. Wow. And so hit the parks. You can see so many things and then leave. Go back to your hotel for a little while. As And we would watch the crowds roll in. And then we would go back to the hotel, hang out, do whatever. We filmed the hotel, did whatever, laundry, just hung out, ate there. And then... Mm-hmm. We would come back to the parks and watch a lot of people start streaming out as we were coming back in. So that was an extremely relaxing way to just kind of see the place. Yeah. Speaking of that and beverages, so you you said there is a Starbucks in City Walk, right? Yeah, there is. What about like in the parks, like at all, or like coffee at all? I'm trying to think. Uh, well, the belongs that uh, that place that you and I went to, uh, Cameron and you and I, Adam, both of us went to it. I want to say it was kind of called the Patisserie or... Oh, yeah. Or oh, the, right. Um, right. You went there too, huh? Yeah, yeah. We went there also because it was the yep. only place to go. We tried to go to that Pasta Mori because they were supposed to serve breakfast. Yep. And they didn't serve breakfast, so I ordered it torn down, and now they put uh, Vivo there, I think it was. Mm-hmm. I think it was Vivo or Anahita. It was one of the others is, is in okay. that location. Yeah. I forget that place, but it, you kind of like go to the right, don't you, when you first enter, and it's yep. like down toward it's not to, all the way to mel's drive-in but it's that direction so. right yeah so that's i don't know because okay. i'm not a coffee drinker so i i know we stopped in there i don't remember seeing a lot of other places i'm sure that there are yeah. but i know the starbucks was usually slammed all day long in city walk there were a lot of people always there and it's big 
The Starbucks and City Walk is, is huge. Oh, oh really? Okay. With a lot of outdoor seating, too. And it's huh. in shade, so you're not sitting in direct sunlight. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, Starbucks serves frappuccinos and cold stuff, cold coffees. So, you know, when it's blazing hot, you don't want right. hot beverages. So, yeah. Yep. Or for me, I don't even want caffeinated beverages when it's yeah. hot. I don't yeah. need, you know, my heart rate to get up there even more when it's hot out. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but, but there are certain other sandwiches and stuff that they serve there, right, Cameron, that you can get and just kind of hang out and eat. Yeah, and you know what? They were pretty big. I mean, they were so big that I didn't want to get any of them because it was just a lot of food. Yeah. It seemed like pretty good. They were like, I don't know, 10, 11 bucks. Yeah. But they were huge. I just remember them being so big that I wanted something smaller. Okay, let's see here. Now, uh, uh, we're back to, uh, and the Lucy tribute, we're back to some of the Orlando Informer stuff again here. Uh, the next one is the Picnic Pavilion near Animal Actors on Location. Uh, it says, in a somewhat hidden spot between the animal actors on location stadium entrance and the waterfront pathway, guests will find a covered picnic area with large tables, ample seating, and even overhead fans. Uh, they said about that they like taking breaks there. Um, let's see. It's a very quiet and offbeat tra- track, enabling guests to rest before taking on the Simpsons ride or the fun attractions in Woody Woodpecker's Kid Zone. I think I do remember this because we looked off to one side. Uh, Adam, when you and I were there, and I saw Homer Simpson standing there, and I took a picture of him. Okay. He was standing tra- there with his, his keeper, or whatever you call him. I saw that, and I was wondering, because there used to be um, a Barney-like thing back yeah. in behind the woods at one point. Um, I think that's I'm still on- back there in the kids' zone. Yeah, but it's like off the if it's off the beaten path. Like, kids' zone is like further down. Like, if you keep going, you get to the Curious George, and yeah, and that little roller coaster and the all Woody that stuff. But like yeah. this was, yeah, this was like off the beaten path. So I wonder if either Barney is done or it's back that area where Barney is. So anyway, it it we went back there and it was like dead. No one was back there. Right. I don't know if you and I did, but I know I've been back there just to check it out to see what it was. So yeah, totally awesome. It's right next to Simpsons, I think. So yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, we actually filmed back in there, Adam, back into the. Uh, what was it called? Um, what was that little water area that we filmed back in there? Oh, yeah. I think it was um, Curious George, wasn't it? Yeah, Curious George is the water one. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yep, for the kids' zone. Yep. Okay, next place there is uh, Central Park along the uh, you know the USF Lagoon. And it says, take a leisurely stroll along the Universal Studios Florida Lagoon through Central Park. You'll find the southern entrance across from Main across from the street from Mel's Drive-In, and the northern entrance adjacent to the Jules Verne train and the DeLorean time machine. It's funny because the train and the time machine were way up into like San Francisco or something or New yeah, York. Yeah, they, they, they moved those. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's where they were at when Cameron and I came through, which kind of surprised me. Um, okay, guests will experience some very much appreciated shade, great photo opportunities especially of the attractions on the other side of the lagoon and a break from the busy crowds. If you're on a budget and are carrying food with you, Central Park is also an ideal spot for a traditional family picnic. So Yeah, a um, couple things. First, the DeLorean and the, the train, they moved when Simpsons came in. Okay. So when that happened, they moved them over to San Francisco, and they've been there since. So and you mean when, like, Springfield came in? Spring. Well, okay. no, the Simpsons, the ride. But the I thought because Simpsons was in when you and I were there, and they yeah. were still 
they weren't there then though were they yeah yeah they were wow man i must be remembering way back then when i went yeah even earlier and then i was there four years before we were there last time and then that's when the back to the future ride was there and the, uh -huh. it was outside that ride so obviously when that went away they moved them but um and then the other thing is i'm pretty sure halloween horror nights i remember i thought i remember that wasn't there like um, pumpkins in this area, in the Central Park area, or something like Halloween-ish, decorated on the yeah, trees? Yeah, I remember something. that. Yes, I, yeah, because, I forget, but yeah. Yeah, if you were walking, anyway, going at uh, like Men in Black in that direction, exactly on your right hand side. Yeah, yeah, pumpkins, and there was a like a, I don't know, it was like a oddly like a hotel it looked like or something back in there. It's not a hotel, but I don't know what that place was. Maybe a restaurant or. Something that was back in off that side. Yeah, but I guess I don't. Maybe I don't know where Central Park is, but I thought the Central Park area also had like pumpkins from the trees or something. Yeah, I guess it could have. Halloweenish. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do you remember this at all, Cameron? No. Did we even go back there? I don't remember. Going well, back no, there. we walked right by it, but you huh. kind of have to break off, like off to the Y, and it takes you down by the water a little bit, and it's back in there. Huh. Do they? Do they still do the Universal Water Show? Yeah, can, like, but they only and, do it on certain nights. Okay, so is this area where you, you could probably sit in Central Park and watch the show then, yeah. right? Yeah, I would yeah, think yes. you could. I forget what okay. the deal was because I looked that up. Uh, like even I was looking for dining packages or stuff like that, even in Universal, and it showed that as being one of them. And But they only showed uh, just certain nights out of the week. Uh, hmm. You could see that, but I remember it was seemed to be none of the nights that we were going to be there, so it can't be too often. You know, it might have been just weekends when they showed it, the yeah. water thing. So, anyway, uh, next one they give, and this place I don't remember at all. It looks like it's by uh, Rip Ride Rocket. It's called the Universal Music Plaza. It says it can be the most packed area at the Universal Orlando when there's a live performance on stage the vast majority of the time. You'll find it wide open as a, a wide open green space. There isn't a lot of shade, but there's more than enough room to stretch out and enjoy all the theme park sights and sounds around you. And I see Rip Ride Rocket in the picture here of it. So, And being that it's music and Rip Ride Rocket is really centered around music, I'm sure that's probably what it is in that area. It does show mm -hmm. like a large stage. So I don't know. It's one of those places I blew by since I wasn't going to ride Rip Ride. Then I the didn't pay the only one I th can think of is the one where you're in City Walk and you're looking at the Hard Rock. Like there's an area where you can like sit out like what it's describing. Yeah, I know what you're talking about in front of the yeah. Hard Rock because Cameron and I walked right through there to go into the Hard Rock because Cameron went in to get a uh, glass, right. shot glass for his wife. So, so this seating area is across the river from the Hard Rock. So. It's like on the other. You would be on the Hard Rock face. You'd be at the Hard Rock looking the other direction. So, huh. but okay. anyway. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure about that. Okay. I, I actually. Oh, you know what? Too, mm. There's some news that we didn't give. The NASCAR place is closing. Oh, it is. I wow. think it closed. It's closed. It closed. Yeah, it just closed. Yeah, it closed. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, and they haven't announced anything of what they're putting in there. I'm sure it's going to be a restaurant. Huh. Um, it would be too strange to try to put anything else in there. Well. Yep, it would have to be a restaurant because it's outside the park area. So, yeah. anyway, uh, okay. The next place is Duff Gardens Waterfront, and we actually walked right through here. And I think we took video of. I'm sure we took video of this. Um, and so basically, it's once again, it's out. It's outside. 
uh, with, uh, what is it, like, like picnic, kind of like, not picnic tables, but you have umbrellas over them. And so you can sit out there. Uh, let's see here. It just opened in 2013. You can get a relaxing Duff on draft. None other than Def Gardens itself, part of the Simpsons expansion. The venue presents weary guests with snacks to nibble on. Simpsons-inspired drinks everyone in the family can enjoy. Best of all, just a few steps out of the main walkway, and you'll find plenty of quiet seating along the waterfront. So you get yourself a... What's the donut place there? Does anybody oh, remember? Yeah. Lord's Donuts? Is it Lord's? I think it's called uh, Lord's. I, I never watched Simpsons in my life, so I wouldn't know. Well, Fine. there's not there's not a store there. Is it just a statue? Uh, well, no, the donut place was there. There's a donut place there. You know what? I gotta go through the video. So it's huh. something else, and I gotta get. Posted. We were there so early that everything just looked yeah. like a, a facade. <laughs> by the right. time, by the time we just, nothing out. Yeah, by the time you've seen Diagon Alley, everything else just pales in comparison. <laughs> it really does. I mean, you're yeah. just <laughs> trying to pick yourself up off the ground after seeing Diagon Alley. So, anyway, uh, but we did walk through there, and I'll have it on video, so I'll have to use my video to remind myself. This is just more video that I've got to get out there, and I promise everybody I'm trying to get it sorted out and out there as quickly as I can, but it just takes time. Uh, let's see here. Okay, another one. It's This one just seems to be a path. It says it's a shortcut from Seuss Landing to Lost Continent. It's called Zach's Bypass. Provides a pleasant shaded walkway and places to sit and relax. Zach's Bypass also has whimsical and colorful features throughout the path tied to the Dr. Seuss books. Anyway, after many visits to the islands of adventure, I, this person who wrote this, I've never found this area crowded. Yeah, the place isn't crowded. Anyway. Oh, hey, yeah, it, it is. Okay, you'll you'll get this one, Cameron. I have never found this area crowded. Guests can also take some great photos of the IOA. Islands of Adventure Lagoon area, and if they're lucky, get a chance to eat at Green Eggs and Ham Cafe. Oh, I know what area they're talking about. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. The Green it's Eggs and Ham Cafe is the Tomorrowland Terrace of uh, Universal Studios. Ah. Uh, <laughs> or I it's should tragic say. tragic, too, because I did want to eat. They, that sound like I don't know where I smell, but it looked really good. And the eggs are green. Are they really? Okay. Yeah. Well, but as Cameron said, they're never open. So, uh, And we looked that day, didn't we? And it still wasn't open. No, I think it's, like, what, peak season? Probably, yeah. What is, is, it, what is like, that Tor Tortuga's Tavern? Isn't that yeah, Tortuga Tavern, yeah, in, in Adventureland. And Tomorrowland Terrace used to open in peak season. In <laughs> you mean the, no the noodle station? Yeah, <laughs> the noodle station. And then they tried something else. Anyway, let's not get off into that. <laughs> we should do that. You know what? We should do that. Dead in Disneyland. We should do a show called Dead in Disneyland, and basically it'll just be all the places that just sit there dead, day <laughs> after day after day. Anyway, all right, let's not get down that tangent right now. Uh, next place, Mystic Fountain. All this area is not always quiet due to the delighted screams by kids being sprayed with the water. Mystic Fountain is a spot where guests can relax. I remember seeing this as we went by, and people were constantly screaming because of the water spraying out. So that's in Lost Continent, I believe. Do do you remember this, Cameron? Uh no. We didn't really go into Lost Continent at all. We just we walked just through it quickly. Yeah. yeah. But we walked right past this place. I just remember it kinda of going off. 
Wait, is this the one where the fountain talks to you? Yes, I think okay. that's it. Yep. Yeah. Do you remember that, Cameron? The fountain talking to people? Actually, there was nobody around for it to talk to. No. Okay. I now I remember the fountain. I think it's right before you go into Harry Potter, actually. Yes. Right? Yeah, it is. Yes. Yep. Okay. Right, right. Yeah. right by Poseidon's Fury. Yep. Right. Oh, okay. And now this next place, Adam, you didn't know what it was called, but I'm about to tell you, and it should remind you. Actually, no. Okay, it's not yet. First place is the watering hole. As guests enter Jurassic Park after their magical experience of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, I recommend grabbing an adult or, if not, a non-alcoholic beverage and some nachos from the watering hole quick service restaurant. Then walk over to the picnic tables. This is the part that you might remember. Picnic tables in the shaded area located off down the pathway from the main drag through Jurassic Park. Here yes. guests can take a few minutes to savor the drink. <laughs> What? This is a place where Adam and I got lost trying to figure it out. Is, <laughs> it is called The Lost World, and we were lost. We were lost. And it's oh, actually God. recorded. If you go back Lost to that show, one of the yeah. um, Harry Potter, one of the Universal shows, it's actually recorded with us being lost and trying to figure out where we're at. <laughs> it was, we're, yeah. We were just trying to make a circle. Yeah, and we, we were. Went and we the got, wrong way. We and came to a dead like, end. Yeah, it was and, weird. And then we went up and pulled on the doors on the back of the building, and they wouldn't open. And the doors happened to be into the next place they're taking us to, and that is the Jurassic Park Discovery Center. This place was cool, and there was a restaurant there right off off of it, but the restaurant was not very good. And the place was a little bit crowded, even though it was slow at that time. It was a little bit crowded with people. So I don't know if I would recommend that. It's such a great place to go and hang out. Yeah, don't eat food there. Definitely don't. So right, no, no, I, no, no. That chicken. I remember the condiments tray alone was just disgusting. Yeah, like no one had touched it. So and like, I got no, some like I mean cleaned it. No one I had got cleaned some it. like broiled chicken sandwich and it tasted like it had been broiled and cooled and broiled and cooled since like the Jurassic age. Yes. So it was not good. <laughs> it was horrible. Fries were cold. Ugh. Oh, it was bad. Yeah. Okay, another great area to take a shaded and relaxing stroll is the pathways nestled below. Me ship the olive and Toon Lagoon, wide enough for strollers and providing great views of islands of adventure and riders of Popeye and Bluto's bilge rat barges. This is the alleyway location is a must-do for anyone who needs a break from the adventurous and very wet experiences of Toon Lagoon. I am sad, kind of, in a way that we didn't film this. I like the out-of-the-way paths. Okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I've never paid a whole lot of attention to Toon Lagoon other than to be astonished at how wet people get as they're going down those different water rides that are in that area, the one that we were going to do, and it was not open. Right, Cameron? Oh, Deadly Do-Right, right? right. Yeah. yeah, we were going to go on it. Yeah, they were just running the ride without anybody in it. Yep. I don't know what happened. Yeah, and that was crazy, just to see how wet even the boats were getting. But we were going to try to do it. It's just that, yeah, we couldn't. All right. Well, then we would have had to go into Vivo, like, soaking wet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it didn't sound like such a great idea when, when it came right down to it. All right, let's get on to the feature here quickly uh, as we're eating up time. Uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit here about uh, riding the Hogwarts Express. going to uh, board in London, ride it out, and then, uh, then take the trip back. And uh, in case anybody has not seen and you want to see this, we'll be posting video of uh, riding in each direction, plus what each uh, one of the unloading and loading areas looks like. 
especially the nine and three quarters area. So you get a chance to see that. You get a chance to see the trains pulling in and out and everything else. So it's really kind of a cool thing to just hang out in each area and watch that happen. So anyway, uh, first thing you do, you want to describe, Cameron, how this works. I know that we've talked about it before, how you have to go out to go in in London. Right. You have to go out of London and then you go in. You see King's Cross Station first when you walk into the park. So you'll see kind of that. You'll be tempted just to go in that first. You just go to Diagon Alley first. But when you're done with that, you can go back into King's Cross Station. It doesn't look anything like, I don't know, it doesn't, there's no ticket booths or anything. It looks like a train station, right? I yeah, mean, it's definitely. Really authentic looking. It's crazy. You have to remember to get your tickets out, too. It's like a real train station. You need your ticket. It's hilarious. You know, so get your ticket out. They get your ticket. And then they, what do they do? They scan it, and then you go into the Yeah, and then station. you head on in. Into the uh, yeah, and the queue, the queue was, is huge. It's oh, humongous. It's, uh, I, I, you know, it's amazing because they'll never use that queue. Right. Not with the pace that this train runs. I mean, there's enough switchbacks there, Adam, for probably 5,000 people, it seems like. And they never use any of the outer switchbacks, I wouldn't think. I've never heard of them ever being full or even hardly being used at all, even uh, during some busy times. Well, from the sounds of it, they wanted to build it and not experience what they dealt with the first Harry Potter. Yeah. With the lines. So well, that's I th that's probably why they probably separated it, too. You know? Maybe at some point they'll do something more with that area. Or not. I don't know. Maybe it does get used. We just happen to be there during a slow time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so a lot of switchbacks, a lot of stuff going on in there. nice thing is there's actually a little uh, stand, kind of what you would see in a subway, a stand there where you can grab something to eat and drink. As you're kind of, you know, in there waiting to get on the train. Uh, on this side, go ahead, Cameron. Um, after the stand, there's like luggage kind of everywhere. Like people left their luggage for the train and stuff. And then you go upstairs, right? You go upstairs. Yep. And you kind of, I don't know, hook a, like a left. And then you see the pepper ghost effect. You see the wall kind of, or the window. We have a video of this. And we too. have video oh. of all of this, yeah. So. Yeah. Of Cameron running through and then me running through it. To him. Yeah. So and then you can see people going through it consistently. So you can kind of film somebody if you're fast, like somebody in front of you. But you go th when you go through it, you just, what is it? Just a wall? It's not even a wall. It's just a Yeah, it's doorway. just a doorway. Um, and so I'll show both sides of this. I guess I can do the spoiler warning. If somebody doesn't want to really see how it works, they want to see it work with somebody else, but they don't want to see how it works on the other side of the trick and so we can do that um yeah there's nothing amazing uh, in fact you barely realize that you're walking through it if you're the person going through it but the person watching from the other side it looks pretty cool actually uh even my brother who wasn't looking to be impressed by it at all said that's really cool as cameron went through it he said that's awesome so yeah i have you even watched the video of it cameron i think you've had to have at this point yeah it looks pretty cool yeah and so I know, Am uh, Adam, are you just wanting to see it now? Or have you? Oh, yeah. I okay. definitely want to see it still, okay. even after we've talked about it before. Yeah. So anyway, uh, at that point then, you head out. You're basically on the platform for nine and three quarters at that point, right, Cameron? I think there's a brick hallway for a little bit, right? Yeah, like it's, it's kind a of narrow tight hallway, isn't it? A little bit. Wasn't it kind of narrow, the hallway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, not, it's like that for like, I don't know, what would you say, a yard? Yeah, it's not that far. Yeah. Yeah, it's not all that far. Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so more, more switchbacks then because you come out and you're in nine and three quarters at this point. Nine yeah, and three quarters reminded awesome. me a lot of like Carcat Market because it's covered in glass. Um, the area where the train's coming in is covered in glass. And I guess where you're at too, I, I think. Can't remember exactly. I'll have to look back at the video. So switchbacks, uh, you get on the train at that point. Uh, we had very little weight. That's why a lot of this isn't uh, real clear in my head as to everything that was going on around us. There is something in the video, Cameron, that you filmed, and I may have to ask you about it later. It looked like a like a, a case or something, a light thing, and it was like chomping down, and then it just blew into parts. And you filmed Oh, that it. was in the Hogsmeade. Oh, okay, on the Hogsmeade side. Okay, so we'll hit that. All right, so you board the train, and at this point, do you remember the specifics about what they're going to see, Cameron, riding from London to Hogsmeade? From London to Hogsmeade, I think you see uh, you see the Dementor stuff, you see the dark stuff. Like, right. Okay. It kind of gets dark, and then you see the Dementor come on the other side. And this is really cool. I mean, you see him come, and then you yeah. see Harry Potter get him with his charm, and and this on, is on the what? What would you call it? The door side? Yeah, it's on the panel side, not on the panel part side, where you're looking right. out the window of the train, but on the other side in the panel that separates you from what would be the rest of the box car. Those yeah. panels. Mm-hmm. I found the panels. I found those panels to be more amazing than what you're looking at out the window of the train. Yeah, me too. And so, just the technology and all of that just blew me away. How they could add color to when it looked like somebody was smashing their face up against the panel to look through at you, and you could almost see their face. Uh, The Dementor thing, though, when you see him touch the glass and it freezes around his hand, that's just yeah. The only way they could make that better is if they'd make the train cold like they said they were going to try to do. So who knows if that's going to happen. Um, anyway, so that's the that's kind of the highlight, isn't it, of, of that direction, riding in that direction. Yeah. Um, okay, so then when you get off the train, you're going to be getting off in Hogsmeade, and you get off basically close to where the Dueling Dragons are at, right? Yeah, you're kind of... I think you're outside where the gates are, right? Um, Let me think here. No, you're actually... You know where the train... I mean, where the engine sat, um, Adam? And the lockers were at in there? Yes. I think you come out on the back side of that. Yeah. Um, oh, What was that place called? Dervish and Bangs? Yeah. Th- uh, yeah. Close. Well, that's kind of that alley that runs back in there. Right. Isn't it close to that? Yeah, it's like, not too far Because that's right now. behind there. Yep, because yeah. we came out and I remember looking at the alley. I think, yeah. we, did we walk the alley? I think, we, yeah, we did, Cameron. We yes. walked that alley. Because oh, I remember yeah. showing it to Cameron and telling him, oh, here's Ollivander's and here's where Adam and I stood baking against <laughs> this wall. <laughs> yeah. For an so. hour and a half. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Oh, man. You know, they don't do that any longer. It's 30 minutes. They cut the line at 30 minutes. On that side or on the other side? On that side. On the other side, okay. I can't imagine it would ever even get to 30 minutes. Yeah, we described that before. Right. Okay, uh, Okay. so that pretty much uh, equals up the trip in that direction. Uh, going back then, the specifics of what you're going to see are... Um, let me see here. Oh, do you see the lady, the candy cart lady? Did she drop the candy and the frogs go everywhere? Cameron, isn't that what happens there? Uh, what, what part? Uh, coming back, going from Hogsmeade back to London. Yeah, that's right. No, you're right. Yeah, so and you, then the, you can. In the see, way back, you you see uh, Fred and George. 
the okay. Misa twins in the window. That's yeah, the in the window, part. and then on the other side, you see the lady with the candy cart pushing yeah. it through. And you got it's not like you see her, you see like the silhouette of her in the candy right. cart. And then and the kid like looks towards you too. Does he yep. get close to the window? It looks yep. Like. And it, it's funny too because where they're talking, it sounds just like they would be right on the other side of the window from you. So it's not yeah. like they're just playing a speaker at oh, you. Oh, this part had spiders, I think, actually. I think it did. Yeah. Well, I remember the other the side had frogs too, but this one had the spiders. Okay. Yeah, like shadows of spiders. So if you don't like spiders, then just cool. yeah, you'll be. But the, okay, and so then I think we described the cabins. The cabins usually you can see. Oh, they from, pack you in. Man. Yeah, like they still maintain. I think there were eight to a cabin, and that's eight adults to a cabin. A uh, cloth seat. It's comfortable, ben, but I mean bench seats. Bench seats. Yep. Uh, and you're so sitting, next... and you're kind of looking at each other. Right. So one one bench yeah. is facing the other. <laughs> And so if you're, you're in there a, with three big people, then you're squished. Well, plus it's, yeah. it's a little weird if if you're in there with people that you you know you're in there in a tight quarters with people that you don't know, and so yeah. everybody everybody kind of looks uncomfortable and sits and makes sure that they're looking either out the window, yeah. or or they're looking <laughs> like no, at the no awkward looks, yeah. no awkward staring. Yeah, you want to make sure like you don't yeah yeah you may, don't meet up with eyes with anybody because it's kind of weird at that point, and yeah, so you don't also want to be filming and with something that has like a really bright screen on it and stuff as it could be annoying to people. So if you do have that and you have the ability to turn your screen uh, brightness down to at least be respectful to the people, don't be like me, right, Cameron? Uh, <laughs> to be respectful of the people around you. And then you know what, too? Try not to talk. It's a six-minute ride, and you could probably get through that without talking. If you get on there with kids that are going to be noisy and they're fired up, Good luck, because you're probably not going to hear or experience anything of what's going on. So, because it does happen really fast, and everything, even though it's really cool, it really has to be has to take that few moments to sink in. And so, if you have kids jumping up and down seats or anything like that, it's probably not going to happen for you. Uh, as far as the ride itself, I don't. You don't feel claustrophobic. It doesn't jerk around. You don't feel like you're moving hardly at all until you find yourself on the other side. Um, that was due to the fact that it's not really driven by motor, but pulled on cables. So, couple questions about tips and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, when uh, what's switchbacks and everything from Hogsmeade side? Was there just as many on the Hogsmeade side? No, or not as many? No, there were okay. not as many. Okay, so I assume the line is not even close to as long. No, they seem like they really build it expecting. For most people want to, to want to go from London to uh, Hogsmeade. Okay, so with that in mind, I realize there's two, you know, two different trips there and back. What would you guys suggest people would do if they wanted to go and the line was long? Walk. You, huh. Oh, yeah, honestly, we had to do that one time. One time it was an hour. Yeah, well, it was closed the one time when we walked, but we made our way through Transformers and did some other stuff, didn't we? And just made our way back around. I could have swore that we did that. Um, and so you but, can do that without being bothered. But honestly, you do the wait at least once so you can see what happens each way. Yeah. And it's kind okay. of one of those things, again, to where uh, I know it's difficult for some people to do, but try to visit when it, you know, it's not so hot and it's not so busy. Uh, or get there first thing in the morning. Uh, that would probably be the biggest thing I could say. If you mm -hmm. want to do some of those really uh intensive kind of things you know as far as weights to get into get there first thing in the morning because i have a feeling that very few people are showing up first thing in the morning 
whether it's a real sure. busy season or not. So. Yeah, they're headed to the main attractions. They don't. They're not going to Hogwarts Express. So. Yeah, Gringotts and Hogwarts. A lot of times, though, what we ran into, you're not going to be able to do that right away because the other park seems to open at a later time. Yep. So Hogsmeade usually opens later than um, uh, than Diagon Alley or London. Mm. So they kind of use that, I think, for, as crowd control. Sure. So as best we could tell, and you heard that in the recording where they told us it was closed. And well, that is the great thing though about it that it's stinking. You know. Uh, quarter till eight in the morning and you don't even realize it because you've already been on so many attractions that yep um it just feels like you know it's a kind of a cooler day and you're enjoying yourself uh so yeah. i can't mm. recommend that enough if you want to tip the tip is get up early and go you want to take a nap go back to your hotel it's a five minute ride uh on bus if you're staying at cabana it's probably not much more than that if you're on the water taxi to get back to any of the other on-site places go back take a nap do whatever you want for a little while and come back to the parks it's easy this is not disney to where it's going to take you you know 45 minutes or more to get back to your room yeah. it's just it's not disney uh, yeah. as far as that goes so it's much easier to take the break there so just please do it if you're there with kids anyway i don't think we have a whole lot more to say about did you have other questions about uh, hogwarts express adam yeah, I was just thinking tips for people, but I think you covered it all. Oh, it is handicapped know. accessible, too. I didn't say that. Okay. Obviously, everything is. And uh, there's elevators to get you to each platform. Uh, there's extra. There's separate lines uh, to take the handicapped, uh, to take wheelchairs through, I believe. And so, and from what I could see, everybody was very polite to each other. People really seemed to enjoy their environment of what they're around, so... Was there an option for Universal Express on Hogwarts Express? No, I don't think there was. Okay. I do. Yeah, I'm almost sure there was not. Okay. Uh, in fact, in Diagon Alley right now, you can't use Express anyway. Oh, okay. And so... Uh, They're waiting, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, we should do another reminder show of that sometime of just <laughs> telling people, don't pay for Express unless you're looking to cramming a bunch of rides in one day and those rides don't really have anything to do with Diagon Alley. Yep. Because as of last that I heard they were not offering Express at all. Um, well, we should just do a show on all of that sometimes. Sure. Where How you can get free Express by staying in certain places. Uh, just all of that stuff. I think it's always good to keep coming back and revisiting that and reminding people. So anyway, uh, I may try to grab some audio. I'll throw it in here if it seems like it's interesting. Otherwise, if it's just music playing and stuff, it's not really going to tell you anything. The biggest thing I can recommend is go out there. Please go out there and subscribe to us. We're, we're just trying to get to like, and I know this sounds funny to a lot of people, but we'd like to get to 500 subscribers at least for right now on our uh, YouTube site. And that is youtube.com slash these amazing places, just like the, the interesting Diagon Alley British lady said. Um, anyway, so please go out there. Yeah, check out these videos. I'm going to keep adding them. There's new stuff that's going to go in quite often. And I think a lot of the stuff that we film is stuff that's different than what I see other people filming. Some of them will be the same. But then even in our tour, Diagon Alley tour video, we hit some things that I did not see. Even some of the other people who really did comprehensive tours, they didn't hit a few of the little things that we did along the way. So anyway, I just ask everybody to get out there and check it out. So anyway, you guys got anything else you want to throw in? Nope. I would just say don't forget to sit back and relax and enjoy the ride because sometimes you just run through the parks and it's not fun because you're worn out and tired. So 
take that break. How about you, Cameron? No, yeah, I agree absolutely. Okay, well, that's 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 good because I was gonna say when, there's, when I was there and Doug wasn't there, I actually relaxed. <laughs> wow, man. Okay. Oh, that was. I think that was a slam on me. No, uh, just a little bit. No, yeah. you need to. You need to relax, dude. No, I, no anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Anyways, well, that's a joke. Anyway, we'll all right, man. Well, cut. all right, guys. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me again, and uh, thanks for everybody out there listening for hanging out with us again. And we'll be back with you again next week. Thanks. See you, everybody. wraps the show up for this week we hope you enjoyed it as we did and hope you'll be back again next week until then bye-bye